We are not born sure of ourselves, and confidence is not a birthright. It must be watered, nurtured, and grown in the face of many great opportunities disguised as impossible situations. But what you must know is that you do not have to earn the right to exist or take up space. You do not have to earn the right to not know the things that you don't know yet or learn the things that you want to learn. Your birthright is your evolution. Who told you that you needed to be the smartest person in the room? Who told you that you needed to be the most capable, the most prepared? Why do you feel like that is necessary when there are people who are living the life that you want? There are people who are doing the things that you want to do who are half as qualified as you because they decided to take the chance, because they decided that they could do it. You do not have to feel bad for not having it figured out. No one has it figured out. Some of us are just better at pretending than others. But you're awakening already. Right, it's already happening. That's why you're here and why you're listening. Nothing is broken in your world. Nothing needs to be changed. Nothing needs to be different. And yet everything is constantly changing because it is the inevitable nature of that which is eternal. What I've come to realize in this endless searching for answers is that there really are not. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then, then what do you have? You have an act, right? Instead of a life. I am Vanessa Fontana, and welcome back to Figuring Shit Out, episode 17. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, which I think that the entire world suffers with. Um, We're going to talk about how it feels sometimes like there is this existential pressure in earning the right to exist in earning the right to not know things that it feels sometimes like everyone has it figured out and we're the only ones who don't know what we're doing when that is such a fallacy and such a lie. Um, So we're going to get into this and we're going to talk a lot about limiting beliefs on this episode and how to overcome them, how to realize that everyone is kind of pretending and trying to figure their own way out and how to really grow confidence and speak about confidence in a way that is not something unattainable. Confidence is grown. It is not given. And confidence is something that comes from the ability to believe in yourself more than your ability to believe in your ability to do the thing. If that makes sense, we will go into this and cover it and also talk about projections and this mirror in reality that allows us to be kept in the confines of this illusion that we are not enough and that we have to strive and work so hard and that we cannot pursue the things that we want to pursue or that we are fools for doing so at all. So all of these things that I think are really ever present in today's society and today's culture and really on my mind this week as I have been feeling guided to move through the noise of life. And what I mean by the noise of life is the thoughts, the limiting beliefs, the feelings of evil eye from maybe other people, the feelings of negativity that are pervasive in our world to move through the noise and find the quiet. You can always tell the difference between an intuition and a fear because an intuition is really given to you and it's something that you feel a certain sense of surety around and a certain sense of peace in, even if it's an intuition that might not be very welcoming or wonderful. Maybe you get an intuition that you should not go to this place where there might be something bad that could happen and that intuition is usually very clear. It might come as a certain type of warning, whereas a fear is a lot more pervasive. A fear is a lot more based in something outside of reality, and a fear is based in this illusion that we have created and feeds into limiting beliefs. So 
We're going to cover all of this this episode, um, but before we start the episode, I am also recording this on my new camera, which I bought. If you listened to my episode where I had come back from Asheville, North Carolina, I had lost my camera there. I got reimbursed for it and I bought a new camera and it's nicer and better. So I'm going to start uploading um, YouTube videos again associated with the podcast episode. So there should be one with this episode fingers crossed all goes well and I don't lose the footage or anything um, like I have in the past, but all should be good. And as well, if you are a supporter of the show, if you like this episode, please leave a review, leave a comment, let me know your thoughts. Be sure to follow the Instagram for the podcast, which is figuring shit out with three eyes. It's linked in the description and my personal Instagram for personal updates and also podcast stuff, which is 222VGF and my TikTok where I give spiritual advice and self-help advice. I usually say this at the end of the episode, but I wanted to make note of this now before we get into the nitty gritty of imposter syndrome. So if you've been listening to the last few episodes, I didn't do this for my last episode, but the two before this I did. Um, I am a writer. So that is my craft. That is where I've come from. That is how I've evolved to becoming a speaker. And I have been writing little prose pieces before every episode. And the one for today, I wouldn't say I'm particularly proud of in its language. I don't think it's really beautifully well-written as maybe my last couple were, but I think that that speaks really honestly to this nature of imposter syndrome and things not having to be perfect to be said, things not having to be resonant just with you for you to share them. And so I'm going to read you something that I wrote that I don't really feel super proud of for the sake of doing it anyways and knowing that it still has integrity and in order to make a point with it as well. So this is how I'm going to begin this conversation and this dialogue around imposter syndrome. And I'm going to read it now. So at the end of it all, I think we all at some point will realize that all along we were just little kids in aging bodies playing grown up and make believe. All along we were just pretending Some of us better than others, some of us pretended so well that they got lost in the illusion of having to have it figured out that they even fooled themselves that they had all the answers and had the blueprint. One day we may see that all along we feared that we were the imposter, hiding amongst groups of knowing superiors. Somehow we got through the door and slipped right in asking ourselves, when will they find me out? We think it is only us who questions if we're making the right move, saying the right thing, living the right life, when the illusion of certainty is just that, an illusion. We stumbled blind into life and into the hoax that we were supposed to have the map, the plan, the blueprint, the words to say, that those who seemed to have the blueprint were not to, just making it up as they went trying and failing they were and growing confidence in the process to continue trying and failing until the wisdom of their eternal spirit was loud enough to move through them and make the right choices. We are not born sure of ourselves and confidence is not a birthright. It must be watered, nurtured, and grown in the face of many great opportunities disguised as impossible situations. But what you must know is that you do not have to earn the right to exist or take up space. You do not have to earn the right to not know the things that you don't know yet or learn the things that you want to learn. Your birthright is your evolution. When we're young and confused, we imagine a figment of the future where we are no longer young or confused, and as time passes and the resume of life builds, we confine ourselves more and more into this illusion of security. But if I know anything, I know that while our skin may grow old and wan, the youth of our heart never truly fades. The dreams that you have never die. The longing you crave never leaves you. You search and you search and arrest yourself to maybe isolated mountaintops to find meanings or continue to sort through the smudge of life and When you're gray, with a family beneath you, you will ask yourself, what was it all for? 
the striving, the becoming, the goals and the dreams, if not to enjoy them as we learn how to create, as we fail and forge along. We are always planning our next destination and trying so hard to keep the ground beneath us strong, but one day you will ask yourself, what were you in such a rush for? And why did you not take the chances while you had them? The world that we create in our minds is not the reality at hand. We have the ability to be malleable with the life, birth, and death, and then rebirth that is all around us, yet we choose to hold on tightly and stay stagnant while our spirit longs for motion. The ability to see in others a fabricated sense of surety is confirmation that what you see you can become and what you see you already are. What you love is not separate from you, but you. There is something beneath the illusion of it all that has wisdom beyond your means. And if you can release the illusion that you are the only unknowing one, you can learn how to quiet the noise. That wisdom will guide you, and that wisdom is not an imposter. No one knows what they're doing. The ones who are doing anything at all are in the brave venture and exploration of simply trying. The more you learn, the less you know. The more that you follow your truth and the wisdom, the more you feel confident in the not knowing. When did you learn that you needed to learn everything to be capable or worthy of trying? So that is what I wrote in preparation for this episode. And I want to take a minute to really define what imposter syndrome is. If you don't know, it probably sounds a bit familiar because it's something that I think we all struggle with, even the best of us, the quote unquote best of us, even the people who are successful at whatever they've decided to take venture in sometimes feel like an imposter. And I'm going to read a few quotes from very famous, very celebrated, very successful people in their field who had this sense of imposter syndrome because it is not something that you just have and it is not something that is isolated in one experience. It's something that we all share. And I'm going to go into more deeply why I think that we all share it and where that real limiting belief comes from and how to break through it and maybe not get rid of it because you might not ever really be able to, but to really be open to receive and to step into that sense of deserving the things that you want and feeling deserving of the things that you have that you've created for yourself, the opportunities that are presenting themselves to you, the opportunities that are going to present themselves to you. Um, at the end of the day, our worthiness is the key component in our ability to be successful in the things that we want and be successful in ventures of love, in ventures of the heart, in ventures of any type of work in this life. It's our worthiness to believe that we are capable of receiving those things because if we don't have that, when we get the thing that we want, we're going to feel like it's slipping through our fingers. We're going to hold on very tightly to it. We're not going to allow that to evolve and thus it's going to cap our own evolution. And so imposter syndrome, what is it? It's the fear that you're going to be found out. It's the fear that you don't know what you're doing and you're the only one who doesn't know what you're doing. You look around in a room and you see people who know what they're doing and you don't and you're just there and you don't know how you got there. It's not feeling comfortable to share your opinion. It's not feeling comfortable to ask questions because you don't want to seem stupid. It's not feeling deserving of the things that you have and chalking it up to luck not chalking it up to your own hard work or your ability to create things in your life or your intelligence. It is always the cause of something else that came from not you, but outside of you that you just got lucky. You didn't earn it. And when people try and give you praise for your work or praise for who you are, it's really hard to take the compliments. It's really hard to not feel like it's out of pity. It's really hard to accept it. And it's the lack of belief that you are good at what you do. It's the lack of belief that you are inherently good. It's the lack of the belief that you have the right to exist and the right to not know things and that you have to have everything figured out. And because you don't, you are an imposter. 
It's setting really high expectations for yourself that you don't know if you're going to be able to live up to. It's when things are going well, you fear when they will not go well. You don't expect that good things will happen to you. You feel you have to work exceptionally hard for them and then even that is not enough. That is imposter syndrome and it it goes in a cycle. It is usually triggered by being asked to maybe do something. Maybe you were asked to lead a project, for instance, and in the acceptance of that project, you feel like you might need to overprepare. You might need to do everything in your power to make sure it goes right because you don't believe in your natural ability to just execute it. Or on the other hand, you might procrastinate and not be able to begin something because it is so challenging to sit down and start or even have the confidence to begin at all. And then after your execution of, say, for instance, this project, you discount the positive feedback. So you only focus on maybe the constructive criticism that was given to you. You minimize the praise that was given because you don't believe that you deserve it. And you think it might be out of pity or you don't think that it's real. And then there's this underlying existential fear of being exposed as a fraud or being exposed as a pretender or an imposter. And imposter syndrome is held by some of the most acclaimed experts in their field. I'm going to read you a quote that I found online. Some years ago, I was lucky enough to be invited to a gathering of great and good people, artists and scientists, writers and discoverers of things. And I felt that at any moment they would realize that I didn't qualify to be there among these people who had really done things. On my second or third night, I was standing at the back of the hall while a musical entertainment happened. And I started to talk to a very nice, polite, elderly gentleman about several things, including our first shared name. And then he pointed to the hall of people and said the words to the effect of, I just look at all these people and I think, what the heck am I doing here? They've made amazing things. I just went where I was sent. And I said, yes, but you were the first man on the moon. I think that counts for something. And I felt a bit better because if Neil Armstrong felt like an imposter, maybe everyone did. Maybe there weren't any grown-ups, only people who had worked hard and also got lucky and were slightly out of their depth. All of us doing the best job we could, which is all we could really hope for. So that was a quote that I had found online. I'm going to read you a few others, okay? You think, why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? And I don't know how to act anyway, so why am I doing this? Meryl Streep, demonstrating her imposter syndrome. The exaggerated esteem in which my life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. The Albert Einstein. I have written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find me out now. I've run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Maya Angelou. It was the same way when I walked on the campus at Yale. I thought everyone would find out, and they'd take the Oscars back. They'd come to my house, knocking at the door, and it'd say, excuse me, we meant to give that to someone else. That was going to Meryl Streep, Jodie Foster, an actress. I could go on and on about the long list of successful people who probably don't feel like they were worthy of their success or feel like they might have tripped their way into it. But I think that the point here is that we're all pretending. I think that the point here is that none of us really know what we're doing. And there are some of us who seem a little bit better off at not knowing what they're doing in terms of fooling the world and to making it look like they do. I do happen to think that I am one of those people who fool the world (laughs) into thinking that I know what I'm doing because I don't. I don't think anyone does, but I refuse to listen to the part of me that makes it obvious that that is all there is. I refuse to listen to the part of me that makes me feel like I am not deserving of the things that I want or that I am not deserving of the things that I have. And it is a constant evolution, a constant process. But if you look around at some of the very successful people, something that you will begin to realize is that there are people out there who are less qualified than you, 
doing the thing that you want to be doing because they decided to believe in themselves more than they believed in their ability to do the thing. There are people out there less qualified than you doing what you want to be doing just because they decided to do it. And when you know that, when you see that, you understand that if it is possible for them, it is possible for me. What makes me and them so separate? What is this separation of illusion that I'm always projecting onto everything around me? Why do I feel like I can't have the things that I want? And why can I look at someone who has the things that I want and not see myself in them? Not see that that is an opportunity to realize that that is possible, that that has already been done that I just need to be guided into my way towards the thing. But you can't be guided into being successful at what you want to do if you never take the chance to do it. If you never allow yourself to take the risk of trying and failing. And I know personally, I have kept my writing to myself for 20 years of my life. I have kept my search for creativity and the things that have brought me my own sense of peace and purpose in life. I've kept it to myself because I didn't think that it was good enough to share and I didn't think that it would be okay to share to the world. I didn't think people would listen. I didn't think that it was worth listening to and I was so wrong. I was so wrong, not because there's an audience that's listening or any of that. I was wrong because where did I learn that I needed to be the person who had it all figured out before I decided to be who I was? Where did I learn to hide who I was because I didn't feel like it was good enough? Where did I learn that it wasn't okay to fail. It wasn't okay to try. And what I've noticed more than anything in taking the venture of learning how to really find my own voice and learning how to truly step into the confidence of not caring, the confidence of quieting the noise of the voice that tells me I'm an imposter and who am I to think that I'm supposed to be here at all doing these things, etc. The more that I have learned how to overcome that, the more I feel there is a certain openness around me in the vulnerability to share those things. And I'm being so open right now about my own struggle with imposter syndrome because it is something that's pervaded my life and has kept me quiet. It has kept me feeling like I needed to try so, so hard for the things that I wanted when I spoke about some of the symptoms of imposter syndrome a few minutes ago and spoke on the over-preparation. That is something that I've been notorious for. If I were to ever give a presentation, if I were to ever give any type of speaking in a classroom or to a boss or something, I would rehearse it over and over and over again. I would prepare every detail. I'd make sure every single one of my bases were covered. And of course, this made me very diligent and thorough and analytical. And my attention to detail was really great in the ability to perform. But the reason that I was doing these things is because I didn't feel confident enough to just get up at the head of a classroom and speak. I didn't feel confident enough to hand something over to someone who was supposed to be my superior and say, look at what I've done because I felt like I needed to earn the right to be there. I felt like I needed to earn the right to exist. I didn't believe that I was intelligent enough or smart enough without the preparation behind it. I felt like I needed to fool the world. Honestly, that was what all this preparation was truly for was okay, well, if I can just rehearse over and over again, then I can be this version of myself, which isn't actually who I am. And I can trick everyone into believing that I'm smart and capable and et cetera, and et cetera. When all along, I was always those things, but I just didn't see it. I didn't know it. I felt like I needed to work so, so, so hard and that I everything that I put out needed to be perfect and that I couldn't share my writing with anyone and I couldn't share my music with anyone and I couldn't do anything that I wanted to actually do in the face of other people because, oh my God, what if? What would they think? What would they judge me for? What if? What if? What if? Why does it matter? And why do we let it matter? Why do we let it hold us back? That's the question here. And it is the limiting beliefs. It is the illusion of separation. I'm going to share another story that I know is going to sound really like it has no correlation to what I'm talking about right now, but 
It does. So just bear with me. Last night, I had a dream of my childhood dog who recently passed away. And this dog is was <laughs> um, a real emblem to my family of purity and love. And she was one of those dogs that had human eyes and just this spirit and this soul that provided everyone with such comfort and love. And it's been really hard for my dad who took care of her for the last few years after I left for school and didn't live at home anymore. Um, and it's also been really hard for me because she was my little angel, you know, and I had this dream of her where she had come to me basically and she was in pain and she was asking me to let her go. She just kept begging me to let her go. She said, it's okay. You can let me go. You can let me go. I don't know what part of my subconscious conjured this up. And I don't know how much I want to believe that her spirit is still there. That's besides the point. But what I realized when I reflected on this is, okay, why would she be asking me to let her go? Why do I need to let this go? Why do I need to let her love go? And as I sat on it, I realized that I was projecting my idea of love and purity onto this dog who was loving and pure and my projection of that onto my childhood dog who was incredibly special is making it harder for me and even my dad to see that that love and purity exists. If you've been wanting to learn a new language, connect with your family heritage, Rosetta Stone might be perfect for you. It is the most trusted language learning app available on desktop or as an app, and it is truly immersive in the language you want to learn. It's been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered from Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, with fast language acquisition and speech recognition as a built-in feature to give you feedback on your pronunciation like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. And for a limited time, Figuring Shit Out listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. not just within her, but all around all the time, that she was simply a mirror. She was simply a representation of this purity and this love that exists. And that just because she is no longer here, does that mean that that love and purity is gone? No, it doesn't. Does that mean that we will never have another dog again that could give that to us? No, it doesn't. Just because you leave a relationship that once gave you love, does that mean that you'll never find another one? No, it doesn't. And where I am going with this and how this leads into connecting to imposter syndrome is the fact that anything that you are able to recognize, you must realize is a wisdom beyond you. You must realize that the things that you're able to see, the things that you are able to love are not separate from you. They are you. So you being able to see success in another person, you being able to see someone being confident and expressing themselves, you being able to see love in another person, you being able to love another person or an animal or a dog or whatever it is, is not a separation from you. It is you. Your ability to see those things, your ability to recognize, acknowledge them, label them, and name them means that you already are acquainted with that. It didn't teach you anything, that person who came into your life and gave you all this beautiful love or that dog who gave you all this beautiful love. They didn't show you anything that wasn't already there within you. And so when you see someone who is successful or you see someone who is living their dreams, do your best to not be separated from them when you look at them. When you look at them to not say, oh, I could never do that or I wish I had that. The ability for you to see something in someone else is the proof that it already exists within you. And again, I want to make the connection to this 
dream that I had of my dog because it really made me understand this concept so deeply in realizing that she was a pointer to the love that is within me because what I was able to see in this dog was my ability to see it. I have an openness in my heart that allows me to connect with the energy of purity and love and the unconditional connection that you can have with an animal. And just because she showed that to me and just because she is no longer here does not mean that it is any separate from who I am, from what already exists. And if you know you have the ability to love, then that is all you need to know to be able to understand that love is limitless. And if you have the ability to see success, that is all you need to know and understand to know that that is possible for you too. I hope that this is making sense. And I hope that that connection is able to compel you to really think about where you might be projecting ideas of disillusionment, ideas of separation from you and something that you want onto the world around you and where you can start to realize that your ability to see that thing is the proof that you need to know that you're worthy of that thing. Your ability to want the things that you want is your proof that you are deserving of them and that you should go after them. And as I spoke about this in what I had written there is a wisdom in us. There is a intuition in us. So there's the fear, there's the ego, there is the physical self that asks the question, should I be here? And am I good enough? And then there's the wisdom behind that, that is begging us to create, that is begging us to pick up the pen and write the book, that is begging us to learn how to play the instrument that we're longing to play, that is begging us to sing and dance and express ourselves and share it with the world and encourage the world to do the same by sharing it with the world. And whatever that is for you, whatever that thing is for you that is calling to you, if you follow it, if you go beneath the imposter syndrome, the fear, the lack of confidence, the lack of knowing, if you just step into the wisdom that guides you to the places to create, you will be moved into the lessons, the answers, the blueprint. If you just follow it, if you can just overcome the need and the urgency to have everything figured out, let me tell you something, babe. You're never gonna have it all figured out. That's why we have a show here called Figuring Shit Out. The whole premise of figuring shit out is that you can't. You never will. That is our lesson. That is our journey. It is your birthright to evolve. It is your birthright to go through the motions over and over again until you realize, what am I doing this for? And what am I trying so hard for? And if you're lucky, you will be young enough to realize that and actually change it before you are old enough to realize that and look back on your life with maybe regret or feelings of dis-ease and the key to getting over imposter syndrome is to know that everyone else is an imposter too and to tell yourself that you deserve a stake in the scam that they're all running and that you can do it just as much as they can do it. That if you just pretend to know what you're doing, somewhere along the way, you're going to fool yourself into believing you know what you're doing and then it's going to be a bit easier. But whatever you do, don't. Don't completely fool yourself into thinking you ever have it all figured out because that is when life will show you and pull the rug out underneath you and say, don't get too cocky, don't get too, don't get too invested in this illusion or this idea. But confidence to, to be able to do something that you are longing to do but scared to do is truly a freedom to overcome the limiting beliefs and truly a freedom to learn how to not care about what your ego is telling you or what other people's ego is telling you. It is a real knowing that there is this wisdom that exists behind the 
illusion of separation. There's this wisdom and intuition within you that you kind of have. You actually do, not kind of. Let me take that back. You have all of the answers right inside of you. You just need to follow that wisdom and that intuition and it's going to waver. That is the the biggest thing about confidence is that while it has grown and while it grows, the more that you act in the face of fear, it will waver. It is not a end all be all just when you think you have it figured out you realize that you don't and that is also something really important to talk about when we talk about imposter syndrome is that you think that you need to learn a certain amount of things before you can speak about them you think that you need to learn a certain amount of things before you're able to share what you've created you need to do all the work and do the over preparation but the more that you learn about something the more that you realize that you don't know. You th- th- there's more and more that you don't know. There's this learning curve, right? And I think a lot about this because I work in an industry that is extremely jargon heavy, if that makes sense. So a lot of words are used that are tossed around that sound really smart, but a lot of the time are entangled in much deeper and complex meanings. And so the ability to speak about something that you know, sounds really jargon heavy or comes from an industry that is coded in this type of language to the world outside of me, it's going to sound like I know what I'm talking about. It's going to sound like I'm really smart when really because I am in this industry and because I know how complex these concepts are and because I know that there are people who study these things and study them and still don't know everything else, I know that I actually don't really know anything at all and that what I know is a little tiny ounce of a fraction of the entire thing. And so when you realize that, like when you realize that the venture of going to learn about something is going to provide you with a smack in the face that you really don't know at all, that there will always be more to learn and that there will always be more to know, then you get a lot more comfortable with not knowing. You get a lot more comfortable with asking questions and with feeling okay with being the not smartest person in the room. Who told you that you needed to be the smartest person in the room? Who told you that you needed to be the most capable, the most prepared? Why do you feel like that is necessary when there are people who are living the life that you want? There are people who are doing the things that you want to do who are half as qualified as you because they decided to take the chance, because they decided that they could do it, because they decided that they didn't need those things to be successful in the area that they were in. And look at them doing it. And then look at you and look at you having the qualifications and doubting if it's enough. It is enough. You're ready. You were born ready. You are already ready. You were ready five minutes ago. You were ready a year ago. It's your ability to see that. And I I know this so deeply. I know this so personally because of starting this podcast and because of starting to share the things that I want with the world, which is a venture of real flux. You know, there is wonderful freeing moments in it. And there is many, many moments of the opposite, many moments of what am I doing this for and why? And, you know, what is the urgency all around and where am I trying to go? And, you know, this real sense of what do I do? Like, what is it enough? Is it good? Blah, blah, blah. And every single time I really feel that, I I step back and I I think about who I was a year ago. I think about who I was two years ago and how I had this gaping hole inside of my heart genuinely from not listening to the part of me that wanted to create, from not listening to the depths of my soul that begged me to write and begged me to share it, that begged me to create and be vulnerable, to give others the permission to create and be vulnerable. And the way that I learned how to do that was ironically on TikTok, which is so weird, but I remember I just started talking on TikTok. I just started sharing my thoughts. I just started speaking about things that I wanted to. And honestly, it was like things that I needed to hear and remember for myself. And 
then it just got easier and easier. And then I realized that I wasn't so separate or so alone from everyone else because I noticed that other people were also resonating with the things that I was saying. And I saw other people doing it. And you see other people who create on the internet and you're like, what? Like if they can do it, I can do it. And so there was really this understanding of oh, I don't need to be ready to do any of this. I can just do it because I want to do it. Like I can just do it because it feels right for me and it feels good for me. Like I don't need to have it all figured out and I don't need to know what, why or, or what it's for. And I think that that was really freeing and also realizing who I look up to, you know, like what podcasts do I listen to, which I listen to On Purpose by Jay Shetty. I listen to The Good Life Project. I listen to The Self-Love Fix. If you were curious, those are some podcasts that I look up to and listen to before even getting a podcast of my own was on my mind at all. And I started to ask myself, okay, like why? Like why do I look up to these podcasts and these people? Why do I revere Jay Shetty so much? And it was, you know, really the ability to follow the impulse of resonance and how you know they are human too these people understand deeply these feelings of darkness and these feelings of what it means to be human and have pushed and moved through it and created something so profound off of it and seeing that was inspiring for me and something that i realized why i started what i started I realized that what I saw in them wasn't them. It was me seeing it in them and my ability to see it in them, my ability to wake up and recognize that I want to do that too, or that would be really wonderful to emulate in my own way. And well, what could I do differently? Like, how can I make it different? And I think that so much of imposter syndrome too comes from there being so many people who want to do the same things that you want to do, they're always being competition. So for instance, if you are a guitar player and you want to be a famous guitar player, there are so many guitar players. There are so many good guitar players. How could you ever compete? How could you ever differentiate yourself? And if you sit with that over and over again and think about how many good guitar players there are and if there's so many good ones then why would it be you anyways and what do you have that's different and you're not even special so what the hell if you get into that train of thought that limiting belief train of thought that's keeping you stuck and confined then yeah you're you're not going to get anywhere but if you realize that you can only be you you are the only person who can be you you are the only person who can do anything the way that you do it, you are the only person who has lived your life experiences and can take that and transmute it and turn it into art or success or loving friendships or loving family. Whatever it is that you want to create in this life, you are the only person who can create it from your point of view and from you and the world needs it. The world wants it. The thing that you're so scared of doing, it will open your heart it will open your life. It will give you opportunities that you didn't even know were possible. And the more that you follow that wisdom, the more clear it is how that's going to happen, how it's going to be. And there's going to be moments of dips and rises, but you are going to be so happy that you took the chance and that you didn't let the idea that you were an imposter stop you and that you realize that we're all kind of just imposters. The only thing that we cannot be imposters at is being ourselves, being authentic. And I know that sounds so trite, so cheesy, but it is the only thing that no one could ever take away from you. And it is the only thing that no one could ever know more than you about is you. That's it. So if you step into you, if you take the brave chance of getting to know, learn about yourself, asking yourself what it is you want and giving it to yourself, knowing that you are worthy of receiving it, then the world truly is your oyster. When you realize that, yeah, there might be a million people who do what I want to do, but no one can do it like me. And that doesn't take away from anyone else. And my success is not absent because of another person's success. And another person's success is not absent because of mine. Like we can have our own and it can be beautiful and wonderful and unique 
but exist in the same timeline at the same time. I can hold dual ideas. What? What? It's not reserved for X amount of people. Abundance, success, prosperity, love is not reserved for people who can do these things right or who know these things. It's reserved for people who believe in their ability to receive it. It's reserved for people who believe that they're able and worthy to attain it. That's that's it. It's not something that you can't have because it's only something that a few people have. And if you want to be exceptional in anything in your life, if you want to live a life of true, pure authenticity and be happy, truly, truly happy, the only thing that you have to do is step inwards and find the authentic nature of who you are. And then you realize that that is not separate from all that you've ever loved, all that you've ever known, all that's ever inspired you. None of those things are separate from you. You are an extension of those things by the very nature of your ability to recognize and to see them. So the love that I had for my dear, sweet little midnight, it exists whether she's here, whether she's not here. It existed before she was alive and it existed right now. It exists right now after she has passed away because it was not her that had it that came and gave it to me and then passed away and took it away. No, no, no. It's it's still here. It's always going to be here because it was actually always within me. And so the way that I interpreted that dream was truly her telling me or my subconscious telling me or a download from the universe, whatever you want to believe it was, that we're not isolated. We're not isolated in this experience. Letting go of someone who has left your life, letting go of an idea that you're not good enough, letting go of things that we hold and grip so closely onto, when you let them go, you see what's real. You see if that feeling can still exist outside of the thing that is pointing that feeling to you, and you see what fades when you let go of it, and then you notice that, wow, there's so much evolution around me. That there is this natural evolution of life that just keeps going, keeps turning, keeps happening. And evolution is your birthright. It truly is. It is up to you if you want to decide to let it in. Remember that no one has it figured out. Remember that even the people who have everything don't have everything. And your guidance to overcoming the imposter syndrome and Learning to be happy with where you are in life is not going to come from outside of you. It's never going to come from a thing that you've pursued or a job that you were able to get. It's going to come from your wellspring of openness inside of your heart to be authentic, to be who you are, because you can have everything. And once you do, at the end of it all, what is left? What is left? What will you ask yourself when you are old and gray and wan? Did you enjoy the time that you spent while getting there? Or was it painful to get there? Was it painful to strive? Was it painful to have to hold yourself to an ideal that you didn't even feel you were worthy of, only to realize that you were worthy of it because you were able to create what you wanted, but it's still not enough because you don't feel like it is it it because it's not? because it it isn't. You are it. The desire wouldn't be there in your heart if you weren't meant to explore it. The opportunity wouldn't be given to you if you didn't deserve it. Your life would not be open to endless possibility if it wasn't meant for you to explore and discover that endless possibility. Your birthright is your evolution. You do not have to earn the right to exist. You do not have to feel silly or bad for not knowing. You do not have to feel silly or bad for asking questions. You do not have to feel bad for not having it figured out. No one has it figured out. Some of us are just better at pretending than others. Listen to the intuition and the wisdom that's calling you. Ask yourself, what is it that you want to do? truly be honest with yourself without limitation and sit with it and then ask yourself what's stopping you 
And you might come to find that you start comparing yourself to other people or maybe some limiting beliefs about your abilities pop up. And when that happens, I want you to sit with yourself and remind yourself that there are people who are less qualified than you doing the thing that you want to do because they believed that they could. That's it. The belief that you have in yourself is all that you need to do the thing. You don't actually need to know anything about the thing. You can pretend. Um, at a certain point, you know, you do need to build some credentials and do it the right, proper way and give confidence to, you know, that area of expertise. But even to embark on that journey of education and learning is a start. That is a chance you're taking. That is you honoring yourself and what you want to do. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with the affirmation that you're worthy of everything that you've ever wanted and that you're powerful enough to go beyond all that you have doubted in yourself and that you can have the things that you want and it is possible because it has been done, but no one can do it like you. And that is why the world needs you to do it. And that you give other people the permission to be vulnerable and open and creative when you yourself embark on that. And that when you start doing that, you start to realize how much creation and life is around you all the time. And you are constantly inspired and constantly in alignment of creation and creation of your life, creation of who you want to be. You get to decide that. No one else has to make that up for you. And you can be whoever you want to be. You can create a character up in your head and start living those ideals today. So tomorrow morning when you wake up, ask yourself, what is the highest ideal of me today? Who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? How do I want the world to treat me? How do I want to treat the world? How can I give today? How can I give so that it feels good? How can I give to myself? What do I need to clear so that I can do that? Show up. Show up for yourself. Start honoring your needs and you'll get closer and closer to your authenticity and that will bring about the wisdom that you need to begin Whatever it is that your heart is calling you to begin, you don't have to earn the right to exist. You're not an imposter. And if you're an imposter, then we all are. We all are. If you spend your whole life trying to get your act together, then you don't have a life. You have an act, so live your fucking life. Okay, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye. You got to look for the redeeming feature. You got to look for things to appreciate. You got to find a reason to make it okay where you are. No, I've got to strive and struggle and try. That's what I've been taught. Growth and expansion is my quest. Now, that's inevitable. Whether it comes easy or hard is the question. The horrible truth is that it's an inside job. That if you're going to get that love and that respect that you've just so lost, that connect, that union starts inside. To every experience of growth, there is an equal and an opposite. And that equal and an opposite is what drives you to that light. So you have to start inwards. You have to start first within yourself.